0: Hey what's up everybody This is a brand new episode of Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks With me your host Benjamin Banks I got my co-host Right hand man Travis Martin III How you doing today
1: babe? Hey what's going on man You, We right here right we rocking on Love Line That's right babe. Leveling up with Love Line
0: Yeah you know how your boy keeps sweat Like how he gets down tonight, You know, the sweat hotel babe.
1: Tonight we got a special broadcast For all the viewers out
0: there That's right man you know It's our Halloween month, and it's October, and, you know, we just wanted to spice it up for you, and we got all these sweet guests that we have on. We had Mad Max Morrison last week, and now, this week, we have a very special lady, Ness Jenna Canale. That's right. And I can't wait till y'all hear this interview that we did with her, because it was really cool, and it was really sweet, and she's a very nice person.
1: Yes, she is. And you just wanna
0: leave me hanging like that, though? I
1: just can't. I don't know, man. I can't, but you can't contain keep it.
0: You can't contain it. Why can't you contain it? I couldn't contain the explosion. Yeah, man. It's like I can't wait till we get into this episode. But before we get into that episode, we just want to talk about a couple of things that's happened. You know, that Joker movie came out last week. Did you go see it, Drav? Or you know your boy went open at
1: night. I can Hey oh, hey hey Hold hey, on uh, hey, I cannot talk about this Joker Lower I can't. your voice
0: Lower your voice man I cannot Lower talk about
1: this Joker movie in such a low monotone
0: because But this is the bank's hotel man you got to keep that it good. you got to keep it chill baby keep it chill
1: Hey hey The the won't chill about the movie I can't be chill talking about the movie Apparently man these people walking up.
0: Bro. Bro, I, okay. I, I, now I think time, they're fake. Now it's time to use my real voice. I think yeah, all it that stuff is, is fake. fake. It, it ain't nobody walking out of the movie, but I will say this. Um, my friend, he sent me a message about uh, there was this, there, there was something that had happened at a Joker screen, there, I think it was in Atlanta. And there was this guy in the theater, and like he was, you know, just acting crazy and stuff. And, like, this dude, like, he, he calmed the guy. Well, he de-escalated the situation until the cops came into the theater. And, like, people on Twitter and stuff was like, this man is a hero because everybody thought that this dude was about to do something in the theater. So, some what of the stuff— What was he stu-
1: flipping out about?
0: I can't remember. It, it was— well, i will i more... s- I'll send you the article, all but right. but, yeah, but, like, I read the article and, like, people was taking pictures with the guy, calling him a hero and all this other stuff. And, you know, it's crazy— and I had did something similar back when I was younger. Um, when I was going to night school, I was riding the HRT bus with uh one of my classmates. And this dude, like, he was Victor? He, he was much older. Huh? Victor. Vic, Victor who? Castell. I don't know who that is. Okay. But anyway, like, you know, a night school, cause some people come there to get uh what is it the G, their, their GED some people yeah. go there to so that way that they can pass makeup classes, make up classes. I went there to graduate make, yeah I went yeah. there to make up classes and um there was this guy who was in my class and like he was weird you know he <laughs> he used to always come to come to the classes wearing a suit and tie and whatnot and I remember like in class that night he was just very pissed off because he always rode a bike to to night school and, like, these kids in his neighborhood, I guess they were in a gang or something, but, like, they stole his bike from him. Mm. And and he was on the bus, like, after, I mean, during the whole class, like, he was just frustrated. Like, he said he was pissed off and stuff like that. And he was just, like, you know, he hates gang members. And he was, like, I'm just going to do something about it and everything. Like, this man was talking about, like, he was going to kill these kids. He fucking batman up. Yeah, so when we were on the bus... Like, he was just up there, like, just saying, man, I can't wait to get home. Like, it's like... I teach them a lesson. Yeah. Like, he was just talking mad crazy on the bus and... Over a bike. Over a bike. But it, it was also, like, he he had issues, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, he was just on the bus making a scene and everything. And I knew him because I, w- I was in the same class with him. So, I went and sat next to him, and I was just calming him down. And I was just telling him, I was just like, man... He rubbed his back? I was just like, you know, the stuff that happened, I'm sorry that it happened, but I do hope that... You know, that you think about the actions that you're going to take, because if you do do the stuff that you do, then you can end up in jail, bro, or or worse or or worse or dead. You know what I'm saying? And I calmed him down and he was better about it. You know, when he got off the bus, I remember there was these two old black ladies that were sitting next to us. And, like, they was just like, baby, thank you for calming him down. Baby, thank you. You know how? You know how yeah, Because it was just like, yeah, because we were about to call the cops on him and everything. I was just like, and I told him, I was just like, he's a really good guy. He does have some mental issues, but I can understand why he's mad. And um he thanked me for that the next time he saw me in school. So sometimes it's like people... They just need somebody to talk to, but these people that's going to see the Joker movie, it's like, nah, hell nah. I'm about to shoot up this place. Ain't nothing y'all gonna do to stop me. And it's, uh, it's I'm- weird and crazy. Now some of it, like you said, is it could be fake. But some of these stories that's going on is just like, dude, like, come on. But I'm man. talking
1: about ones that, like, watched the movie and was so appalled by the movie that they oh, got up yeah, and walked out of sure. the theater. I don't believe that. Well,
0: bro, I mean, your dad did get up and leave out of Pet Cemetery.
1: Yeah, out of being <laughs> scared,
0: though. But hey, they, they they said that they were scared. Bro, there was know, nothing bro. in the movie that was scared. Now, there were parts in the movie where I was just like, damn, but it was nothing that made me think, like, yeah, they're taking it too far.
1: No, I mean, they they whenever they had a scene that would go into something like that they left it up to you to decide what happened yeah next. i
0: don't want to spoil it for anybody yeah of course yeah, but yeah. i'm just
1: saying nothing was nothing there's nothing horrific in the movie
0: and like there were so, some scenes in the movie like that were funny but oh what, yeah. what was weird about when uh when we had went to go see it with james brown who was a former guest up here and uh your sister mandy uh when we went to go see it, like there were certain scenes, like there was this one scene where like he smashed his head, like when the doctor, uh-huh. yeah, when yeah, she yeah. was like, you know, she said something about like the mental hospital and like they showed the scene, a flashback where he smashed his head on the glass window. There was people in the theater laughing. I'm just like, what's funny about that? Like, I,
1: I'll tell you what, when he did his laugh, and I went on record and said this is the best laugh since Mark Hamill's Joker laughed, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I was laugh. I was geeking. I won't like out loud laughing, but I was smiling. Yeah. Because I could not believe how great of a job yeah, this dude I, did. Yeah,
0: I think he did a really, really good job. Uh like I told you, I thought the film was really good, but it was definitely overhyped. Like when these critics were saying like yeah we were at the film festival and they got an 8 minute standing ovation and all this I'm just like I like when I went to go see the movie I was just like okay let me see if after the movie is over like if everybody in the theater is going to be clapping and stuff like that I've nobody never clapped for a movie I mean I clapped after Avengers was over and I always clap whenever I watch a sports movie about a black athlete that was being held down by the white man and they overcome it. You know what movies I'm talking about? I'm talking like, about, that, you're talking like, about that like, Creed, like, well, not Creed, but like something. You like, did
1: it in Creed multiple times, but like bro. something
0: was like something like uh, Remember the Titans. Right. You know, movies like that. I don't know. Have you ever seen this movie called The Express? Nah. Okay, but yeah, like it was a football film, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was during those times where racism was real high, and racism
1: being, was prevalent in, being, in the high being school community. while living
0: while black wasn't the easiest thing to do. So. When I watch movies like that, it's like the theater's always clapping. But you didn't clap after Endgame was over? No. Yeah, I mean, everybody in the theater that uh, me and James went to, they were clapping. There was people in there crying and whatnot. I was just like, "Uh, uh, there ain't nothing to cry about. But yeah, it was a really good movie.
1: Yeah, no. Again, this Joker movie, outside of the Batman trilogy... It's the best DC. Movie. These are the kind of movies that DC needs to stick to. They showed the trailer for Birds of Prey, and I'm sorry, bro, Brian. <laughs> that ain't looking doo doo. It's the same thing as Suicide Squad. It's gonna have the same problems that Suicide Squad has. These are not films that we're interested in seeing. I like, was
0: just doing that because I feel the same way about you. I mean, not about you, but yeah, yeah, what, as me, as you about what you're saying. Because it's like it feels like it's just a Harley Quinn movie.
1: Well, I mean, it is. Cause it's it says like Birds of Prey. Yeah, it is. The, yes. amanti- the anticipation
0: of Harley Quinn. Of Harley Quinn. And do, you, do you think that Jared Leto's going to be in it?
1: Oh, God, no. Oh, here's an, another thing I don't understand. Suicide Squad did so bad that they brought Margot Robbie back to Did you play like her as Harley Quinn? It's, I, I don't like that. Would. I don't like that Harley Quinn. It's not her. Yeah. I don't like that character.
0: I think I think that she was okay, but I like my Harley Quinn being... I don't know. I like my Batman animated series. I like series, my Harley, Harley Quinn being like
1: she belongs on the cover of a playing card,
0: not the not the half. I like my Batman sexy. animated series. Well, bro, I mean, but that's how she is in Joker. the comics. Like, I like I like that Harley Quinn too, right. the original one. But in the comics, like that's how Harley Quinn is now. Like she wears the skimpy stuff.
1: I'm even fine with the skimpy stuff. I don't like the, I don't know. I, but again, it's more of. I don't like those kind of films that DC is trying to do. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They I need agree. to stick with the dramas. Yeah, it was, it was some both some films can be comedic and stuff like that. But when I first heard of Birds of Prey, I thought that it was just going to be about the Birds of Prey, and then Harley Quinn was going to just be there, kind of like su- I thought it was going to be like Suicide su- Squad. Right, yeah. But this film, it feels more like it's a horrible, Harley Quinn yeah. movie. And it's the, the Harley Quinn Prayer movie they there. said they were
1: going to do without but, them doing the Harley Quinn movie. But they,
0: I mean, but bro, they're still coming out with um the, not the Gotham City, the Gotham City Sirens. Right. Yeah. And that's what, that's a, uh, we'll, we'll see Harley Quinn, Poison I'm telling Ivy, you, I'm and calling Catwoman. it right now. Birds
1: of Prey is going to bomb and then we'll talk and see if how they continue for, I don't know how many DC movies have to bomb and how many movies have to get these great reviews for them to realize the formula. I, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, because I you, mean You know
1: what you had in Man of Steel. You know what you had in the Batman trilogy. Yeah. You know what you're getting in Joker. I don't understand why clearly these are the successful ones. Follow the formula. Marvel did it. As soon as they hit the formula and people are like, This is what we wanted in a Marvel movie, they they beat it into the ground, dude. Yeah. And they're still successful with it. Why Warner Brothers refuses to to see that sign is beyond me, dude. Yeah. I do not understand it.
0: I don't get it either. The only man. one
1: they got away with is Aquaman. And that's only because it was star-studded and the CGI was just
0: Yeah, but I, I really, but I really enjoyed Shazam. And then Wonder Woman was good, too. I mean, like I said about Wonder Woman, I just didn't like the ending. But I can't wait to see Wonder Woman. Is it 1984? 1984. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. And um, yeah, I mean, I just think that DC just needs to like I don't I don't like like all these team up movies that they keep trying to do. I mean cuz like with Harley Quinn and then you know now Suicide Squad 2 is coming out, but I I think that that's going to be better than the first one cuz it's a reboot and James Gunn is doing it and they released everybody that's going to be in the movie. So they have a star-studded cast for Suicide Squad 2. Um but there's another team up movie that's supposed to be coming out uh oh yeah, like I said, the Gotham City Sirens. It's like I just want to see your single hero movies. I mean, it's cool if you have a team, but it's 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 kind of similar to the problem that I have with like shows like on CW, like where everybody has a team, Team Flash, right? Yeah, team yeah. Supergirl, Team uh, uh, Team Arrow. You think
1: there's a, you think there's gonna be a Team Batwoman?
0: Come on, you already know. You know there's you gonna, be a, know know there's gonna be a Team Batwoman, <laughs> and like it's like like I like with Black Lightning, like. It makes sense that the reason why they have a team because everybody that's in his team is his family. So and yeah, like, same thing with Shazam. And that's how it is in the comics too. Like, you know, he has the daughters, uh, Thunder and Lightning right, yeah. and like that's that's his it team. all makes sense. It makes sense. But he doesn't have like 20 other people like hey guys we're all a family calling like, them up like that's how, that's all it is on the flash like, i love the flash but it's just like everybody Dude, every, flat- everybody gets in barry's ear come on barry you can do this the flash is literally like the incredibles yeah
1: where they just or um what's the superhero up up and away the disney channel original yeah. movie that's all it is it's just a bunch of random superheroes and then they're supporting the other superhero the big boy yeah they
0: get in their ear <laughs> I know that you can do this. You can do it, Barry. You just have to believe in yourself. Believe in yourself, Barry. Remember the training that you did. Oh, my God. And then they say, run, Barry. Run. Run. And then he (laughs) starts running fast. But that's CW for you. Yeah, but I mean, that's like... Bro, I don't... Legends of Tomorrow is really good, man. And the reason why that show is good is because it's like, even though it's a team-up show, it's like everybody on the team, it's like they were already established and then they were just put together compared to... You know, these other shows where, like, a hero just shows up and it's like, yep, you're part of the team now.
1: I, at what point are we so oversaturated in the superhero department
0: that it's a problem? You talking about, like, with movies and TV shows?
1: Uh, well, movies, I don't feel like you can oversaturate but you're superhero movies because you can only release so many movies at a time, right? How many superhero shows are on TV right now?
0: There's a lot. But, There's a lot. But, but you, you got to think about it like this. Times have changed compared to when we were younger, and like superhero, like we superhero love su-
1: movies are like cop show, or superhero shows are like cop shows now.
0: I wouldn't say all of that. Yeah,
1: you got nah. NC. There's like seven NCISs. There's show. There's like ten other shows that are just like NCIS, but they're not NCIS. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with these superhero shows, bro. There are so many superheroes. I feel shows. like if,
0: as long as they keep on putting out shows that people want to see, and like there are way more nerds in the world now than there were when we were younger. And that's a cool thing. What I would love to see them do is I want to start seeing live action video game shows with certain with certain video game characters. Like I would love to see a Legend of Zelda series. No, I would love to see. Uh, these are going to be brutal. A Metro, a Metroid. You said Metroid
1: who? Prime Man, these are going to be brutal. I They're going to be horrible shows. I mean,
0: I will. You never know. I mean, look, I do know because we've say, seen the movies. But there's only if they the,
1: can't if they can't the only movie that's come out of do, Super
0: Mario Brothers, man. That ain't
1: true. If they can only do an dude,
0: what, what, other Nintendo, about? what other Nintendo movies have come have they come out with? Not
1: just Nintendo, but video games. I know, Prince of Persia, trash. I haven't seen it. John Carter, trash. John Carter. Um, I thought
0: that was, I didn't know that was a dude, video game.
1: Yeah, they just did um Assassin's Creed, trash. I, I, some people um, said that that was okay. World of Warcraft movie, trash. Oh, I'm not a fan of World of Warcraft. Um. Dude, and there's more. The Resident Evil
0: movies were good at one point. At Uh, one point. Uh, Maybe the
1: first one. Maybe two. That's it. Or I want to see... And they didn't even really go off of the video game. The Silent Hill movie was
0: trash. I haven't seen that, but it's like I would love to see more live-action anime films because I don't know if you've seen Alita yet, but Alita, in my honest opinion, was the best live-action anime film that's ever come out because it's like they changed a couple of things from the source material, but... Other but than that,
1: Elite is doable. You can't do a live action Dragon
0: Ball Z. Yes, you I can. don't care
1: what anybody yes, you says. Can. You can't do it. Yes, you can. You can't can. do Naruto. Yes, you can. You can't can. do My Hero.
0: Oh! They're going to be hold trash. Hold on, Rondell. Speaking of Naruto. So, your boy has been watching Naruto at the gym. Every Naruto. Sing- Naruto. Okay. That's what I said, right? No, no, no.
1: I'm talking about the first one. Naruto. No, I'm talking about... You're not talking about Shippuden. And you're not talking Shippoden. about... Shippuden. Shippuden.
0: you're talking about
1: naruto just naruto yeah okay
0: yeah i've been watching that at the gym and i am almost done with season seven and bro it's like all of these filler episodes man are just yeah uh you could tell that they're filler episodes (laughs) i I wanted to call you and tell you that i don't know if you watched uh naruto the dub or the sub i've seen both okay the but sub
1: blows, I, Mo, The I'm sub blows the you, dub
0: out the water. The dub, the dub is trash. The dub, like, trash. Like, the dub I, like I'm just sitting here listening Naruto's to it. Naruto's voice, yeah, it's
1: so annoying. I believe it.
0: Damn. Yeah, like bro, that. And then it was one episode that I was watching, and because you got to remember, like this show was coming on Cartoon Network at the time, and. They like remember on those old cartoons, like when something would happen, and like they had those the sound effects, like yeah, then, right, yeah. There was one; it was on Naruto, and I'm just like, it, it, it reminded me of uh, like the four kids Yu Gi Oh, like mm-hmm. where they would put in like the sound, the sound bites, and stuff like that. I'm just like, why? Like this is an anime. Why do you have like Yogi Bear sound effects in the well, anime?
1: This is a guy I've seen all Naruto. I've seen all the shipping in. And I've seen 84 episodes of Boruto. Okay. Naruto's not that good. There's some seasons you really do need to watch because it's prevalent to the story and they're really good. You got to see like the Orochimaru battle with the third Hokage and all that stuff. Yeah, of course. There's certain things that you have to see. The Sasuke and Naruto But Naruto Naruto, as a whole, eh, it's, it's him. Ship it in. There's a little bit of filler, but a lot of their filler is backstory. And I saw a lot of the comments on your thing yeah, about skipping saying, the filler on it.
0: Do not skip the but filler. But no, see, I had put up another post and like somebody was like that there are certain filler episodes that you, you have need. have to see. Because like, they said it's one where you see Kakashi's backstory. Well,
1: that's once you get to The Great Ninja War and The Great Ninja War is like 200 episodes. Yeah. All the filler in The Great Ninja War where they deviate from the main plot. It's all backstory filler. You got to watch it. You gotta okay. watch it, because it, it, like you said, it's the whole Kakashi backstory, the Obito story. You got all these things. There's more story about childhoods and stuff. Yeah. It's not like filler filler, quote unquote. Okay, I got a
0: question. Is there an episode where it's a backstory on Jiraiya, Tanade, yeah. yep. and Orochimaru? There's a whole... Now, is that in, in Shippuden, or is that in no, Naruto? No, it's in
1: sh- Shippuden. There okay. might be one in Naruto, but it's... Irrelevant. The real stuff is in Shippuden. When they go to the village that rains all the time, and they meet this other guy, and they're battling, and then okay. how they became like the three great. You
0: know. So do we see the black people in Naruto or Shippuden? No, Shippuden. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, the episode that I just recently watched at the gym was um, it was the one where it. I think they're called. It's like the Star Village or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? It's like the star came. It was a meteor that came and landed in the village and these uh, shinobi it's like they were training around the meteor to get uh their chakra and whatnot but then it's like they find out that the meteor can actually kill people if they're around it too long like some people were able to harness the power and become stronger from it but some people it's like radiation yeah something like that but when i was watching this it kind of reminded me of black panther because like remember black panther the the vibranium came Uh yeah you know what i'm saying so it kind of reminded me of that but uh but yeah, man, let's go ahead and get into today's episode, because it's like, you know, we went a, a little bit long on it, this intro, yeah. It, we really know, don't it's, go... We it's really, our horror.
1: is another episode of Tales from the Podcast.
0: Yeah, Tales from the Podcast. The, our, uh, our month-long uh, weekly series. Yep, where we talk about horror and scary stuff, and again, like we said earlier in the intro, we brought on director, actress, stunt woman. Miss Jenna Canell. Right. So let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Hello. Hey, what's up? Hey, Hey, how's it going Jenna? How you doing Jenna?
2: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm doing awesome. I just finished working out at the gym and I'm full of energy right now. I don't know about Oh,
2: damn! I can hear it.
0: (laughs) Got to get that hour of cardio in every day.
2: Wow. That's I'm impressed. I I certainly don't do that much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. But like so many people when I tell them that I do an hour of cardio every day, they're just like, how do you do it? Like the most I can do is about 25 to 30 minutes.
2: I mean, I'll do I'll do an hour of like hard working out when I do workout. I just can't get myself to
0: do it every day. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a mental yeah, thing. No,
2: this man's addicted.
0: Like, yeah, He's addicted like, to the gym. Yeah, Jenna. Yeah. I, uh, what last year? When I started my weight loss journey, I was four hundred and fifty six pounds, and now I weigh two hundred and eighty three pounds. So yeah, holy
2: sh! Congrats!
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm in the gym every day. That's my life.
1: Can't, can't stop, won't stop. Hey! Also, we forgot. This is a kid. This is uh kid-friendly PG podcast. No, don't oh, say it's so kid-friendly.
0: Sorry. Say it is kid-friendly. We are the John we're Cena the- podcast. Uh,
2: okay, so I should not swear.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you can say. You, yeah, you could say could, ass and hell and uh, what's the other one, Trev?
2: Um, damn, damn. badass. Okay, so no, f- yes, no mfers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <All right. laughs> copy
1: that and if you do it is okay i do have editing skills i will do my best to not make <laughs> your life <more> difficult <laughs> so thank you for reaching back out to us and joining us yeah thanks for reaching out to me
0: yeah i'm glad travis brought you on it's like now before we get into talking about like terrifier and everything like that like trav told me he had reached out to you and i was just like oh, okay yeah she's in terrifier i have that movie on my netflix list and I've been meaning to watch it for a while now, but i recently just got into, you know, watching Netflix in general because I'm doing cardio at the gym. So I'm just like, hey, I might as well just watch stuff on Netflix. So I watched Terrifier the other day, finally. And I was just like, man, like, this is a really good movie. I don't know why I was waiting so long to watch it. And I just want to say you did a phenomenal job in that.
2: Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. I,
2: So you watched it at the gym. Was there anyone behind you that was
0: <laughs> yeah. like... Uh, nah, I watched... <laughs> I watched it uh late at night. So that okay, way okay. you know, the gym is empty during that time. So I can Got get you. away with watching certain stuff. Especially without headphones too.
2: Right, right, right. Wow. Yeah. I that's I would think you would have to, to watch that at the gym when there weren't a ton of people around. Otherwise you might get asked very politely to leave.
0: Yeah, like it's crazy. Like sometimes I watch uh, certain animes and you know how some animes it's like they'll show uh they'll show nudity and mm-hmm. it's like it's always unexpected. Like, I, I don't yep. know if you ever... <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you've They heard, just come bouncing out of nowhere, man. I don't know yep. if you've heard of this anime called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but... No. I, I was watching it in the gym, and, like, there's there was a scene, like, where they just showed, like, a guy's ass, and I was just like, man, like... Like, thank God nobody saw what I was watching, because... Right. You know, You're a real creep. Yeah, <laughs> people were like, oh, what's this dude watching?
1: <laughs> right. This guy's
2: watching a hentai at the gym.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, before we really get into the whole... Terrifier bye ba- bye man stuff. We really wanted to talk about, you know, your early start and what made you get into acting and what led you to directing your own
2: film. Sure. Uh, I don't know how far back you want me to go, but um, I, I I guess the interest started because I used to tell stories when I was a kid and before I could write, and then I started writing and once I knew how and uh, ended up trying out acting and really loved it. And so I kept doing that and kind of ended up falling into, uh, no pun intended, stunts as well. And then a couple of years ago, started doing production work. And now I kind of am at a place where I try to balance as many of them as I can, and just hop back and forth.
1: What do you think you like the most, you know, working like behind the scenes or in front of the camera? Like obviously, they're two different things and maybe you enjoy them equally as much. But what, like, I don't know, what's driving you, what's the high
2: from each one you're doing? Man, I mean, this sounds like a cop-out answer, but I really love all of them, and I don't particularly want to have to choose quite yet. It kind of depends on the project for me. There are certain projects where I really want to be at the helm and be a part of the way the story is being told, and then there are certain characters that I would rather embody and just be that part of the story, if that makes sense. So it kind of depends on the story for me.
1: Oh, no, totally, totally. You know pretty much we had um and we were talking about this earlier with your short
0: film um Bumblebee. Bumblebees and Oh, um,
1: thanks for watching it. Oh, oh yeah,
0: well, it was I- phenomenal, yo. Look. Thank you. Look, let, let me let me tell you because it's like when Trav told me that we were having you come on, it's like I like to do as much research as possible on the guests uh-huh. that we're having come on to the podcast. And so I checked out Bumblebee and I I, I checked Bumblebee out first. I'm sorry, Bumblebees, not Bumblebee. I'm sorry. I watched Bumblebee's first before I had watched the TED talk video and I was amazed by the whole thing. Like I thought your brother Vance, I thought he was really cool. I thought he had some, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know he was your brother uh, at first when I watched the movie. And then I found out once I watched the TED talk, but I thought he was cool. I enjoyed <laughs> his dance moves that he had.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's a cool guy. I'm and, I'm so glad you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. And I enjoyed Goldie the cat too.
2: She is a star. She's a diva. <laughs> it's that film. She won't get out of bed for less than scale plus ten. She needs a trailer. Yeah, Goldie's great, <laughs> and that's his actual cat. Goldie is Vance's cat.
0: That's awesome. Like, like I like how he had to ask Goldie for advice on oh, get, yeah. on getting ready for the date and everything like that, and when he was dancing in the living room, like Goldie was just sitting there on the um Judging on the him. recliner, just <laughs> chilling.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know she She just gives advice she doesn't She doesn't need to get up,
0: but I thought it was cool that, um, when you was talking about in the TED talk, like this was the first time that you had directed a film,
2: yeah, yeah. and it was and it was that's kind of what I mean by uh that it was by accident because I originally was just going to write it, and I was trying to find someone else to direct it. And then it was one of these things where I thought, you know, Vance would be more comfortable with uh, with me directing him and and it was a story, you know, I know him better than a random person would. And so I figured, you know, this is a low stakes short film. I might as well try directing it myself. And then as you saw, it ended up kind of blowing up in a way I, I wasn't expecting to. And mm-hmm. so I started doing research about women in film and obviously saw about all the, studied about all the gender, um, the gender disparity in, in behind the camera and, and realized that I, enjoyed doing it and that I was okay at it. So I kept doing, uh, behind the camera work from then on.
1: Now me, I'm a super, I can't watch these videos and not pretty much cry like any sort of video where they're dealing with, um, you know, mentally challenged kids of any sort or any sort of Soldiers are coming home from war mm-hmm. and oh, reuniting man. with families.
2: Oh man. yeah, I, I can't with those videos. Oh man, any, all- any video of like someone coming back from war and seeing their dog for the first time or something like I lose, I lose it. I oh just yeah, won't. and then I get
1: trapped in that cycle where I'm watching one video and another video, <laughs> and, and now I'm just weeping for thirty minutes. I'm just crying. Yeah, what am I doing yeah. here? So it's very um, cathartic. <laughs> yeah, I mean the whole TED Talk was you know very inspiring and emotional, and I don't know. For you, if you've ever, like, gone to the TED Talk YouTube page and, like, read the comments, but the amount of comments that are people are like, I saw Terrifier, and I wanted to check out more of you, and it led me to this TED Talk, and they're like, wow, you know, this woman's so much more than just some random horror, you know, chick in a movie— And the comments, man, are like
0: very positive,
1: very positive. And all these people talking about your story and how they laughed and they cried and all these things. What? Yeah. When you wanted to do this, did you like sit down with your parents and Vance and be like, I want to present his story to other people, maybe help other kids or like what's the thought process?
2: I didn't really talk to our parents much about it. I did talk to Vance, though. I did approach him and ask you know whether he would be comfortable with it and um i don't know if you remember from i think i say this in the TEDx talk but he he basically said he'd be down as long as he didn't have to swear or kiss anybody or die, or die. i think those were yeah. His, <laughs> yeah yeah i think those were his rules which are you know totally legitimate um yeah. but but other than that he was he was down to clown
1: well look if michael b jordan can put in his contract he's no longer going to die why can't vance did he really i don't know about that what's the yeah what? that's his new thing is uh he put that's his stipulation now that he doesn't want to die in movies anymore so good on vance man let him let, let you guys know this is what these are my demands
2: yeah yeah vance <laughs> and michael b jordan who knew uh, obviously you know that that's not in my contract anywhere right
0: <laughs> <laughs> obviously yeah right. one thing that I, I really appreciated what you had said in the ted talk was when you were telling vance's story about like everything that he had and when he was born, like he was, the doctor said that, you know, he wouldn't be able to walk. He wouldn't be able to talk. And he was able to beat all of that. And you had Mm -hmm. said that he, when uh, he was going to the school, he didn't have any limits. And I feel like that's something in life that we as humans, where it's like, sometimes we're, we're always told that we can't do something or we shouldn't Mm -hmm. do this. And For him to, you know, just be able to prosper and be able to do the things that he was told that he wouldn't be able to do. Like, that's really awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is. He's he's pretty inspiring. I mean, it's it's really amazing how far he's come and and the the young man that he is now.
0: So are we ever going to see Vance in any more movies?
2: I hope so. Well, (laughs) Bumblebees was actually a proof of concept for a web series. Uh, So if that uh, if we ever get that off the ground, obviously he will be playing himself again. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, he's in. He did another short film uh, for some other people uh, in Atlanta after that, and hopefully that'll come out and we'll be able to see that as well. And he also he actually ended up doing. Uh, you know, the CDC, the centers for disease control, he ended up doing a photo shoot with them. Um, that was about healthy relationships, I believe. And they wanted to present neurodiverse relationships, uh, and relationships between, um, people that are, uh, have developmental or physical challenges. And so he ended up being in that, which is pretty cool, but hopefully he'll be in more coming up.
0: Yeah, that'll be awesome to see. And, once he is in something else, i definitely like to check it out.
2: Yeah. Cause I really yeah.
0: enjoyed him on screen. Like he had a lot of energy and you know, I, I'm a very energetic person. So it's like, I like high energy <laughs> stuff, you know, i I guess it's because I'm a professional wrestler. That's why I'm always high with full energy, I guess.
2: Oh, I didn't. That's really cool. That's yeah. really cool.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right. So I got to definitely hit this topic and that's really the whole stunt performer stuff um I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce that particular martial arts was it Krav Maga Krav Maga Krav Maga okay yeah I definitely want to hear about this whole stunt training and like what you've done and how to even get into something like that because I know that's like one of those weird thing that's like who grows up to want to be a stunt guy you know what I mean so how'd Mm -hmm. you even fall into doing something like that
2: That was also sort of by accident. I used to do, when I was in kindergarten, I think, I started doing Hoshindo, which is a Korean style of martial art, and uh, I was originally put into that because my dad wanted me to, he wanted to feel better about me leaving the house, basically, so um, he encouraged me to start doing that and um, put me into lessons, and I did that for a long time and then did a little bit of Taekwondo, a little bit of soft style Tai Chi, and... Uh, and then transitioned to Krav Maga um, maybe six years ago, something like that. And I had been, so I'd been doing, you know, martial arts and self-defense tactics for years and um, had done some other types of training. And someone, I don't remember who, but somebody just said to me, you know, that those are stunts, right? Because I had always thought stunts were jumping out of a building or being on fire. Right. And it, it doesn't occur to you that Technically, you know, by union requirements, uh, running is a stunt. you know, holding a weapon is a stunt. And so then, once that was pointed out to me, I thought, well, I already have all this physical training, and as you guys have seen, there's a lot of fights in films. And so then I just started marketing myself as an actor who also did my own stunts. And so since then, uh, a lot of the roles that I've had the uh, privilege of of doing, uh, have been ones that, that require stunts. And so then I also started to get, after that, I started to find stunt-specific training. You know, there are boot camps you can do um, that teach you, uh, you know, translating. Because cause the fights in real life don't always look good on camera. And so yeah. there's a, there's a certain amount of translation that happens in terms of making them more camera friendly, opening them up a little bit and, and some of the different choreography and things like that. So it was just a matter of, of training. And I really, I love doing stunts. It's one of my favorite things. I think it's a lot of fun. And so, yeah, it was, it was kind of by accident, but uh, a happy one as Bob Ross would say.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I had checked out like a bunch of the movies that, uh, that you had been in and I think it's cool that you do a lot of stunts for, you know, every role that you're in, and whenever I think about, like, somebody that does their own stunts in movies, I always think about Jackie Chan. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you watched any Jackie Chan movies when you were younger, but I always used to love at the end of the films, they would the always bloopers. show. They would, well, I wouldn't really say they were bloopers. Well, some of them were. They had some bloopers in the ending credits, but like a lot of the scenes were just him doing stunts. And I always thought that that was really cool.
2: Yeah, I actually read somewhere that for some of his films, they actually had to slow some of his footage down because he was so fast and so efficient.
0: Yeah, yep. Jackie Chan's the man. Yo. Yeah, that's crazy. He is man. He's still kicking still, I love it. Jackie Chan, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm still waiting for Rush Hour 4 to come out.
2: Uh, one day. I'm what? sure it will.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we got to get that, that that finale to the Rush Hour series.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what the world needs.
1: Oh, something that I want I mean I meant to bring this up earlier pretty much as soon as you got on in my research is that um apparently you carry the name Sketchball.
2: Ah, I sometimes yes to some people. I no one's called me that in a long time, but that is something that I have been called in the past. It was kind of a nickname that I had in in high school with with certain folks and um it's it hasn't been happening recently but uh (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't complain i mean yeah i guess i guess because i was a kind of a sketchy character when i I was younger uh and would get into all sorts of hijinks and stuff i think that's where that came from right
1: you know being that pretty much you know doing terrifier and bye-bye man those are two one some of the like bigger like netflix horror movies Mm -hmm. that they have and you happen to be in both of them is horror even something that like you were into as a kid? Or is these just kind of roles that fell in your lap? And
2: I have always loved horror. I'm a, I'm a huge horror fan. When I was a kid, well, I think what how you can trace me getting into it originally was that when I was a kid and I would be sick every time I stayed home from school, I would just watch horror movies and thrillers and things like that. And so I've, I've always been a fan of the genre. And then getting to be a part of it has been just a blessing Uh, and and now I'm even more of a fan and now like you said with streaming services and and uh with the genre kind of growing in popularity and becoming more mainstream there's so much material um there's so much content now and so I'm I've just become an even bigger geek
0: about it so what were some of your favorite horror movies uh growing up I
2: (laughs) I obviously Blair Witch classic yeah, I was uh, I was really into Cloverfield when it came out. I uh, really, really liked that movie a lot, like read all the backstory, did all, followed all the fake blogs that they set up, did all this research behind the story and the lore and that of that world. Um, I'm trying to think of what other ones I liked when I was younger, because a lot of my favorite ones are a little more contemporary. The Thing is another one. Uh, oh the one Oh, I
0: love the thing.
2: But it's cr- incredible.
0: Did you ever play the video game?
2: no i don't think i knew there was a video game
0: oh yeah it was a vi- it was a video game that came out on the ps2 and the xbox back in the day and oh uh,
2: my goodness what
0: did you really just do I a just, thumbs down yeah, why because the, the, the
1: video game is trash bro, bro. no i enjoy <laughs> the video game, man. It's
0: like, don't be hating on the. i'm thing not hating video i'm game. just saying it's
1: your typical movie video game man nah. they're not they're never you know they're never really that good well so. i mean how
0: can it be a movie video game if the movie came out in the 80s And the video game came out in the The video game
1: came off of the remake.
0: No. Yeah. No, the video game is... The video game is pretty much a sequel to the original thing movie. Okay, you didn't. I, I, no, I didn't do that. that, <laughs> that <I see laughs> I thing, didn't, what are you saying? I'm just saying. I was you a fan coming here with this fake news, man? Talk about news, oh, right. it's, a, it's a remake. <laughs> nah, bro. It's a It's just you like the Scarface video fight. game.
2: <laughs> you should probably fight. You should probably duke it out.
0: Yeah, we've done it before. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the th- the thing is a really good movie. Did you ever watch the uh, the sequel that they had came out with?
2: No, I honestly have only ever seen the one from the 80s because I I had kind of read about the 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 original, the OG thing. Mm -hmm. And then I read about the the remake of the remake. And I don't know, I just I just love the one from the 80s so much. I don't I've never felt inclined to watch any of the other ones. And, you know, it's John Carpenter. So, yeah, I don't know how it's I I never saw the other ones out. No, no hate towards them. But uh, I never saw them. Oh, no, that happens because, you
1: know, one of my favorites is the omen. The original. I still haven't seen and the original. It's not that the, I didn't like the remake because I love Julia Stiles. And it's not that mm-hmm. I didn't like I love the her remake. Too. It just wasn't the original. You know what I mean? It yeah. didn't have that lore behind it. You right. Know? But yeah, so going back to, you were talking about Cloverfield and following all these blogs and stuff, that was the thing that made Blair Witch so scary was when it came exactly. out. Exactly. They sold it as it was like, this is real found footage. And yeah. we kind of put mm-hmm. it together. And they kind of like, I mean, us, we were like, This is real. This is real footage. And I was scared,
0: man. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we were kids. Yeah, I (laughs) I know.
2: Well, yeah, that's what it it makes it. It makes it feel more real. It feels like the, you know, the celluloid world has permeated into real life and it makes it so much scarier.
0: It's just like, uh, what was that movie that came out a couple of years ago? Paranormal Activity.
2: Oh, I Uh, love that movie. That was a good, like. Eight years, eight I, nine I remember years. When yeah, traveling. that came out when I was in high school. Yeah, I I loved. I that was another one that I remember being. Um, that I, that I think was kind of there, formative. Yeah, for there me. was
1: a period of time where they were doing like quarantine, and there was a period of time where like they were really doing movies that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Like uh, like mutant vampire zombie werewolves in the hood? I don't know what you're about. For real? You ain't never seen that movie?
1: <laughs> I can't even repeat what you just said, to be honest. You know? I just summoned a demon.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't say that three times into a mirror. Yeah. Uh. But that's another thing, too.
1: Going back to the movie you starred in, Bye Bye Man. Now they're doing a lot of the whole, the creepypasta kind of characters. Yeah. The Slender Man, yeah. the Bye Bye Man, where... You know, I guess they're like urban legend folklore characters.
0: Stuff that yeah. we grew the life. up with, for real.
1: Yeah, they're yeah, really taking yeah. like quote unquote, you know, campfire stories and turning them into like, future films. Are you afraid films. of the dark? Right. Yeah. That's kind of really what Which is what coming it is. back
0: the Nickelodeon yep. next month. I can't wait. Oh,
1: that's right. Yes, it looks really good. too. the the trailer was really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did, Yeah, I that thought,
2: show was great.
0: I thought it was going to be like one movie, but I found yeah, it's going to be three. It's three too. parts. Right. Yeah. And that, yeah, so I can't wait to see that.
2: Ooh, I'm excited about that, too. Some of the original Nickelodeon cartoons were pretty messed up, too, like yes. some of the 90s ones. Yes. Some of them bordered on some horror stuff. There were some pretty creepy episodes of Rocko's Modern Life and... and uh, Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy and Ariel Monst- Monsters. Like, I'm sure that watching all of those very disturbed cartoons had something to do with... Especially
1: and those cartoons back then, they really blurred the lines of um, genders and... Who's what? Especially like you were just saying Rocco and all real monsters. Where, um, what's his name? The the teacher, the Crouch or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where they really blend—is a man, is a female? Yeah, I, I mean, he's saying. a monster, you know. But yeah. you know what is he? And they did that a lot in Rocco too, where. You ain't really sure what he is. And nobody questioned it back then, but, you know, no, th- now it's, a th- it problem. A
0: it's like, oh, what is this supposed to be? Nah.
2: Right. Well, and you and Powerpuff Girls too. the villain, him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, him. Yeah, yeah. Him. yeah. It was great. It was this like villain in drag. It was fantastic. But just uh, nobody <laughs> bat an eye at that stuff back then. No. Like,
0: because we were all happy back then.
2: <laughs> well, it just really nobody cared.
1: Well, we like, well,
0: the Internet wasn't big either. I mean, all we had was aim, aim. And, and dial up. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, that's true. I think a lot of it is that now we're in a time where people can be so much more vocal. Like, now we're in a time where the consumer actually has a voice in the kind of content that we consume. Yeah. No, and nobody's nobody's
1: setting up an away message when they go to school anymore. Right, oh, right. right. <laughs> no,
2: Emo lyrics from a song, yeah.
0: you to ask if you're okay. Yo. Oh,
2: oh yeah.
1: Customizing the remember. MySpace
0: page. Did, did you guys <laughs> ever print out like lyrics? Oh, yes. All the time.
1: Uh, I I literally had a lyric book where I print them out. I punch holes in them. I put them in my binder. So you knew the song? Yeah, I would listen to the song and read the lyrics (laughs) and be all passionate about it. Like, I'm performing the song. Oh, yeah. And then go to
0: school (laughs) and then they'd be like,
1: how do you know the lyrics to the song? I printed them out. AZ lyrics, son. AZ lyrics. Oh, snap. I've heard that name Oh, my God.
2: AZ lyrics. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of that. I do, I used to do that. I remember I tried to do a project once um, in middle school about um, heavy metal, mm-hmm. and and I at one point printed out songs like like disturbed lyrics oh. and would highlight certain words and, and talk about symbolism and all this. And I'm amazed that they didn't try to put me away. But <laughs> what what are some of your
1: favorite metal bands?
2: I'm not as into metal as I used to be, but at the time I was really hardcore into into Disturbed and Seether and, you, you know, like the classic late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, yeah, I'm a huge Seven
1: Dust. I mean, I'm a huge rock guy, so, I mean, Seven Dust, that's mm-hmm. my jank.
2: Oh, yeah, what's the... what what? Who am I forgetting? I mean, AFI. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I know I'm blanking on other ones, but I, I used to be really into that stuff. I was a super goth kid. The good old days. The good old days. Things things seemed simpler then even though they
0: weren't necessarily i don't i don't think that i was listening to rock when i was in high school i was more into hip-hop back then not as much as i am today hip-hop
1: is another thing that's also great yeah so what are you listening to now like now i'm kind of
2: i'm a little bit i'm a little bit all over the place i mean i like you know there there is some hip-hop that i really like um, like I love Angel Hayes. She's one of my favorites. Um, and, uh, really into a lot of kind of, I don't know even how you would classify some of this stuff. Cause I feel like the, the genres have kind of been more fluid, but yeah, they're really, so blended yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Which is great, but I don't even know how I would describe like, um, you know, like Lord Huron and war on drugs kind of alt, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, ethereal. I don't even know how I would describe them. um, Oh yeah, that stuff for sure, and I mean a little, a little bit of everything, I think, because it ju- also just depends on what I'm doing. If I'm working, I like classical music in the background. Yep. Oh, if I'm trying to get hyped, then that's a different story. Um. Uh, yeah, it just depends, I think.
0: So I wanted to go back to what we were talking about when we started mentioning like how the world is today with social media and whatnot, and one of the films that you directed, hashtag Slut. Um, uh huh. I had recently saw the trailer for this food. Mm, I was about to say foovie. What is a foovy? <laughs> <laughs> I had recently saw the, the trailer. Movie you for- can eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had saw the trailer for this movie and I really wanted to check it out before, before we did this interview. Um, but yeah, like just the whole basis of it. Like, you know, the girl, it's like her life gets flipped upside down because it's mm-hmm. like all of these people are talking about her in social media right. and whatnot. Well, yeah
2: and that's the thing like we never had to deal with that stuff
0: yeah you know
2: we didn't have instagram you couldn't really get cyber bullied except on aim <laughs> uh yeah it's and it, it kind of talks about that i mean um the the whole film is not available online yet because we're still on the festival circuit yeah but that's basically what it's about it's kind of about power dynamics you know the the um the dynamics that come into play when you have a relationship between two people and there's a power imbalance, but then also what comes with the spreading of rumors and how that medium has, how much that has changed.
1: Even like celebrities back then. I mean, when we were in middle school, like the whole Marilyn Manson removed his ribs so he that. could, you know, oh, blow I himself that. and oh, stuff.
2: Marilyn Manson. I forgot.
0: Yeah, you yeah, believe
1: yeah. that. I mean, Sierra, the singer, was you're that, that she, she, she was having, born a man or something. Yeah. Lady Gaga right. with, had the same rumor about her. You mm-hmm. really do buy into those things, though.
0: But Lady Gaga, she, she made fun of it because I remember a concert where she was wearing a dildo.
1: Yeah, but, ah. s- but still, you know, the fact that it, I don't even know where it stems from, but then it becomes so big and global. It comes it, from Michael. But then you put on <laughs> a smaller scale, like a school. Yeah. And then now that chick, you know, the girl or whatever, is spread about her. But she just yeah. has to go to that school every day. Right. And yeah, deal exactly. with all that stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. I just watched a really interesting documentary uh, on Netflix called Social Animals. And it was a, It follows these three young people and their relationships with Instagram. And one of them, uh, they talk about how she basically had to move schools because she was being bullied so relentlessly via social media. But And also, you know, it, it's also social media is so dangerous, especially when you're in that age of hating yourself and hating everyone and your hormones are all over the place and you don't know what's happening to your body and then you see all these people who seem perfect online and you want to be like them and i'm sure it's only contributing to the world of eating disorders and and uh, body dysmorphia and things like that
0: yeah i don't know if you've ever heard of this game called life is strange No, but, um,
2: Oh wait, yes, I have. Is this the animated game?
0: Yes. Yes. I
2: want to play this game. I've heard it's incredible.
0: It is really good. Like I'll tell you that I haven't cried playing a video game in a long time. Have I cried playing a video game recently? No, I haven't.
1: That's not the one with the gay sister and she goes looking for right?
0: No, it's not a gay sister. I
1: thought you were talking about something else.
0: It's because it kind of reminds me of hashtag slut where it's like pretty much there's this, uh, there's this, this Christian girl, and she goes to a party she gets drugged and it's like all of these rumors start spreading around the school about her and she gets sent into like a, a mad depression now this isn't the main character in the game this is just a character that's in the game and the character that you play as it's like you can try to cheer her up and say stuff to her and whatnot but it's like it's, it's so hard because in the world that we live today it's like once something gets on the internet it's like everybody knows about it and people that you don't even know, people that don't even live in the same state as you, it's like they know who you are and know what you've done, even if you didn't do it.
2: And it's permanent. Everything that's on there is there forever. That's yes. the dangerous part, too.
0: Yeah. So I, um, do you know like when it's going to be out online so we can check it out? Because I would definitely love to watch it.
2: I'm not sure, but keep checking back in with me because I'd love for you guys to see it. And I'd love to, you know, everyone to see it and to spread the word once once I'm able to
0: share it for sure. Yeah, because I also saw that you had uh, won some awards for it as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's won, I think, three awards so far, three or four, um, which is awesome. And one of them was specifically for uh, it being a socially driven, cause driven piece.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And, and congratulations for that, too. Thank man. you yeah because it's like ever since bumblebees it's like you've been knocking it out of the park when it comes to directing so that's really awesome
1: especially on like topics that like human topics you know it's these are real things, right? That yeah. everybody can relate to and deal with or you not be, you may not be able to I can't relate to Sla personally, you know, cuz I've never been in that position, but I've seen it happen to other people and that's how I relate yeah. to
0: it. Mm-hmm.
2: Right, absolutely. And then that's that's kind of something I realized when making Bumblebees is how important that was to me to take to be able to take things that people find scary and make them more Uh, tangible and make them easier to digest to people that might not necessarily be familiar with them like you might have seen that another film that I wrote and directed is well I didn't write hashtag slut but another one that I did write and direct is called Max and the Monster and that one is a dark comedy about dealing with trauma the idea being that it's a comedy a dark comedy and so it's it's not meant to isolate or ostracize anyone in the audience, but at the same time, um, make trauma something easier to talk about and make it more accessible and make it uh, easier to understand for people who aren't necessarily experiencing it firsthand. And then for people who are experiencing it to have some sense of community in that. Where are
1: you drawing all this from? Like these ideas of, I mean, kind of, Cause, like, you know how a songwriter, right? Not ne- necessarily everything they write is based off of experience that they went through. It could right, be a right. friend or their mom. They write about something their mom's struggling with or something. You know, is that kind of where like you're drawing things from, or can it be seriously strangers on the internet and in stories that you're seeing?
2: In my case, there's always, so far at least, there's always been some sort of personal connection. So obviously, with Bumblebees, it was with bumblebees, it was that I remember doing research and seeing a lot of films about people with autism that were just, you know, you could almost hear the violins. They were so dramatic. They Mm -hmm. were, they were so heavy and so depressing and, you know, and none of them really addressed the fact that neurodiverse people deal with the same stuff that all of us do and, and have the, you know, the same sort of, uh, Struggles just with an added sort of challenge on top of that, or an added difference on top of that. And then, similarly with Max and the Monster, uh, I am a survivor of sexual assault myself, and I was at the, I was at, um, I was on the festival circuit with Bumblebees, and I was watching all these other short films, and there were a number of them that were about sexual assault and the resulting PTSD, and I remember same sort of thing that all of them were really dramatic and really heavy and really depressing. And all of them just wanted to make you feel bad. And to me, we all, everyone knows logically that rape is bad, but people don't necessarily know after the fact, okay, but what, what is it that this person's now living with for the rest of their life? And a lot of the films that I saw were would just, you know, they would show the thing itself and and then it's sexualized and so then it's confusing for people and so i wanted something that focused on okay that happened but now it's the rest of your life and what does that look like so i think with a with some of the stuff that i've um had the opportunity to direct it's been a matter of this is a film that i want to see and it doesn't exist so i want to help bring it into existence
1: those are just heavy topics that right i guess I guess comedy has a way of, like, that's the point of comedy, right? Is to take real situations and, like, make light of them. And it's not because you're sweeping it under the rug, but right. th- that's kind of just how you get through things, right? You laugh about it. Because yeah. if you just let it boil up and boil it up, At it's least just, it you're going to explode. It's exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it's so much easier to talk about things when you're laughing about them, too. And I think that, that that comedy is highly underrated as a form of healing.
1: And it's funny because I had seen on your Instagram story uh I don't know maybe two three days ago that um I guess you were you know working in post production or something with uh some guy, but you were just pretty much like annoying him
2: the whole time uh, yes. you were just like he hates me uh, yes that that's my boyfriend oh okay <laughs> but he's he's also uh my partner in in things business wise as well we he produces a lot of the things that I direct, and we've been working together for a long time. And, you know, post-production can sometimes be a slog. So sometimes you want to spice it up and make it more fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, also film in general, it's something where it's so you're working such long hours and sometimes in very intense conditions. And so you want to be working with people that can make you laugh as well.
1: Yeah. And I think it's really cool, man, that you know, I didn't know that that was your boyfriend, um, I think that's <laughs> yeah. really cool. I'm a, that bit,
2: I'm a bit private about my personal life. Sometimes. Yeah, I, you
1: have to the, the cats out the bags.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know, everyone's going to know. Oh God. Um,
1: but yeah, <laughs> I just think, man, that's anytime. I mean, and I know these are like huge celebrities, but um, like Camila Cabela and uh, that other guy she's dating, that singer did. Um, I just think it's always cool, man. When people who work in the same field find like a bond and yeah, now they get the because they're both super passionate about it, right? And yeah,
2: well, and it's someone
1: who understands your life exactly. I don't know, I just always found things like that cool. So, congratulations to y'all, man, for finding Thank each you. other and uh being able to do what you're passionate about together. Because,
2: thanks, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's a relatively recent thing. We were actually, he was my best friend for four years, and he made we, it hell, yeah, he made it out the, friend, he made it out so. out
0: the friends, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He did. He did. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah. And, and, and so it was, and we'd been working together for a long time prior to, to dating. And so, yeah, it's like, you know, uh, but, but, and film and music I'm sure is similar where you keep weird hours and you, you know, you need to be with someone who understands if you're, if you have you know, dinner plans, and then you get an audition or something that has to, that's time sensitive, and it has to be someone who understands that all of your plans can suddenly change last minute, and that's just kind of part of your life, and that's, that sort of understanding is important. Yeah, and again, you know, you just never
1: know, like you just said, what somebody's going to be tomorrow versus what they are today, Mm -hmm. you know, right? So, I mean, yesterday's stranger is today's best friend, so I mean... Mm -hmm. There was a point in time where, you know, me and Banks met for the first time, you know, so you just never know what anything's going to lead to and how important somebody can become to you, man. So
2: that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. Am, am I exactly. important
0: to you? Very. Thank you. I Very. appreciate <laughs> that.
2: You're both important to me now, so. Yeah. We're all
1: like- <sighs> so, all right. So we're here. It's, um, well, this is our four into... month of okay. the podcast. Now, I definitely want to. Spend the rest of our time talking Terrifier because I'm sure when all you guys were filming, nobody expected this film to blow up, become the like big deal that oh, it yeah. has become. No, of course
2: not, not at all.
1: In so, no way. <laughs> so how was that? Like, when do you think like this film got the traction it did and became like this was easily the hottest horror film of uh what we're 2000. in 2019, so 2018 Two. for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you yeah I, I think well it's funny because we filmed it maybe 2014 years mm. ago Wow and then about t- uh, two years ago or so we it premiered at I think Telluride horror Show the film Festival and then we had a more formal premiere at the Lincoln Center in New York which which myself and a couple of the other cast members and, and Damien went to and then it was you know it was on it was on YouTube and Google play and they had a DVD release through epic pictures. And there it, it was out there, but it wasn't you, it was starting to gain traction, but it didn't really explode until it hit Netflix. And then yeah. all of a sudden people started losing it <laughs> in the best way. And it was very unexpected and it kind of all happened at once. And since then has only kind of rippled outwards. I feel,
0: I feel like Netflix is a blessing to a lot of things that come out because there's stuff that you don't know about and then once it gets on Netflix and then on Netflix it says it's trending. That means there's a lot of people watching it. So Yeah. That's and it how makes pe- it
2: more accessible to exactly. a lot of people who aren't necessarily trying to spend money on a DVD for a film that they don't know if they're gonna love or not.
0: Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff on Netflix that that didn't come out in theaters. Or or like you said, on DVD and it's like you can just find it there and be like, okay, wow, like this is really interesting. Let me see what other stuff is similar to this that I can watch. Like, let me see what else the actors have been in. So that way I can check them out and see what they've done as well. I mean, like you said, I mean, you said it had been out for some time, but it didn't pick up traction. I remember seeing like people talking about it on Netflix all the time. And I was just like, oh, it looks interesting. But I don't think it was on Netflix back at, back at that time period. And then like when I right. found that it was on Netflix, yeah,
1: I think it was just on, w- wasn't it just on
2: shutter? Uh, I don't know that it's been on shutter. Oh, quite okay. Yet.
1: Yeah. I thought it was I'm on not sure, shutter, but maybe it wasn't.
2: I do love, I do love shutter very much. Um, and then Bye my man kind of had an opposite sort of, um, arc where that had a theatrical release first and a ton of people saw it and it was playing all over the world. And, yeah. Uh, and that did really, really well in theaters and only recently has, has hit Netflix, which is also very cool. Um, but yeah, it also just, you know, it, obviously it depends on the studio and on the, the type of film that it is and the audience for it.
0: So was terrifying. Was that the first horror movie that you had that you had starred in or was there one before that?
2: Starring? Yes, I think so. Cause the, I had to, done a couple of features. Uh, I had been a lead in a couple of features prior to that, but they weren't horror. So yeah, I believe so. And actually Terrifier, funny, funny enough, Terrifier, I, I wrapped, so I, you know, I was in New York and New Jersey filming Terrifier for two weeks, went home for about 12 hours and then home being Atlanta. And then the next day got on a plane and went to Cleveland, Ohio and filmed Bye Bye Man. For a mm. month oh wow that's crazy so you were actually back to back yeah it was amazing
1: yeah because man that's just so cool man to be a part of like you just said and i looked up bye bye man's numbers like you said it did i think the budget was like seven million and made 27 million yeah, yeah i mean it really mm. blew up um and i'm really kicking myself because i know her name and i can't think of her name the chick from the matrix
2: oh uh, oh carrie ann moss
1: yes carrie Ann moss yes what was that like? Did you actually get to hang
2: out with her at all? or I met her once because we didn't have any scenes together.
1: Together, yeah. Her,
2: yeah, we didn't have any scenes together, but I met her in passing when I was leaving the makeup trailer and she was entering the makeup trailer. And I did my best not to be a total dweeb, and I'm pretty sure I failed. But she was very nice. <sighs> yeah, no, they I say mean, that she is very nice. She is. She's super chill. She's really cool. It's she's intimidatingly cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're talking about The Matrix here. I mean, one of the biggest movies of all time.
0: And now they're getting a fourth one. Yeah. Well, What was that?
1: No, I'm I'm just saying, yeah, I didn't expect that to come out of your mouth, so it (laughs) caught me off guard. That's what she said. I kind of forgot they were doing another one.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it. I mean, you know, who knows? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, who knows?
0: Yeah. So uh, one thing that I wanted to mention about Terrifier and something that I really liked about it was that nobody... You, I mean, because you know, in most horror movies, it's like you always expect like the female lead to always survive, and right, final girl le- status, it, yeah, and it and it leads to a sequel to where you know the monster or the killer comes back, and mm-hmm. the whole time I was watching the movie, I was just like, okay, she's she's gonna survive, uh, Tara, Tara was your name in the movie, uh huh, and I was just like, okay, yeah, Tara's gonna survive, and then like when Art killed her, I was just like, oh snap, <laughs> like, oh
2: yeah. Oh yeah, I think a lot of people were not expecting that. <laughs> I I get a number of messages every day of people um lamenting my death, which is very kind.
0: And like and even like when you had got shot in the face, like Oh yeah. Yeah, like, spoiler alert. And, yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Look, even when you even when you got shot in the face <laughs> and I saw that you were still now, alive. Now, did you do that stunt for real?
2: I I did not get shot in the no. face. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs>
0: But I it's like, when you got thing. shot in the face, I was just like, okay, like, it's a possibility that she'll be fine. I mean, 50 Cent got shot nine times. Right. And, then, <laughs> like, and he survived. Me and 50
2: Cent, we're in the same boat. Right. I,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like
2: he, you know, Damien wired tubes um, through my face and applied prosthetics to my face. So I, I was, that was actually me. Everything in Terrifier is actually me, except the really, the really bloodied up messed up version of me in the chair with the sign at the very, very end. But everything prior to that is actually me.
1: Well I'm I'm the, me personally, I know you were saying you were shocked at the end when she didn't survive. Honestly, by what was going on in the movie, nothing shock, nothing shocked me after he cut Home Girl from Yo. Yeah, that's fair. Well, he that's fair. Vagina half. to head pretty much. I turned my yeah. head when I saw and, that. And um actually oh, yeah. um David Thornton was on uh Chris Jericho's podcast like when like the film really blew up and um he was just talking about all that stuff like the behind the scene things and the prosthetics and all the cool stuff you guys got to do and how much fun you guys had yeah filming the movie and it I, I again like you said you filmed it in 2014 and it took until about 2018 to like really really blow up just crazy to think man like 4 years after filming a movie that it just becomes this this, this classic, thing this and i mean i really think that art is going to become you, i want to say maybe like freddie or jason or something like that but he's definitely gonna be one of those horror icons, icons. yeah for
0: sure oh, i was yeah. gonna say i think he would be up there with uh freddie and jason as a horror icon i know somebody sent me a message and was just like yeah art is the new it and i'm just like I, I wouldn't say all of that. I think he's a really cool character, but I, I think art and it are like two different types You can't things compare. Exactly. You can't compare both of them. But like if you were saying compare like art to like Freddy Krueger or something like that, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see that. But well, what
1: I found really cool about this movie, and I mean maybe you feel the same thing too, you know, when they gave you the script and what they were going to do with it, it's hard to take a quote unquote quote clown and really do something new with them, yep. and they did in this movie, like. They created a whole new clown character. It's hard to yeah. make clowns creepier than what they are, and they somehow mm-hmm. did.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Damien Damien's was very smart about the creation of that character, and obviously David nailed it in terms of his performance. And I think that combination really, really brought it to life.
1: Yeah, because I mean, I'm huge in the Broadway and stuff, so I had seen him. Oh yeah, he's do big in Broadway into physical, shows before. And, yeah, and you could just tell it. By the facial expressions, that how Art carries himself, that this guy is yeah. very eccentric with how he moves his body and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, man, everything they just did about that movie was—it was definitely it was one of the best movies I had seen in 2018 for sure.
0: Like, well, even, thank you. Like even the ending, like because it's like you always expect that somebody's going to survive and it's going to be a happy ending, and somebody did survive. Okay, I will say
1: that when like, he came back out the body bag and. That did shock me. I I, I lied
0: when I said you, I wouldn't be shot. I, I
1: thought like it was just over. Was like, Everybody died.
2: Yeah, that shocked me. I was like,
1: okay, I didn't see that coming.
2: What, yeah, I mean, no, I don't think anybody did. And in terms of my death, I mean, Damien said on another podcast that we did together that he regrets killing me. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I, I
0: really i i was i was pulling for you, and then like, thank you. When Appreciate I saw it. you got shot, I was just like I said, you yeah, got shot you could, in the face. You could
1: have been the new Sidney Prescott. Well
2: you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's all you can say is you yeah, know well, yeah. Hey, uh, hey well look <laughs> here
2: we are well,
0: well look there's a sequel coming out so it's like you never know
1: yeah yeah
0: you never know well,
1: i'm sure she knows yeah but. she knows <laughs>
0: but, yeah you right, never know you know what i'm saying i mean like i wasn't I'll expecting be back in uh, other universes oh what was that
2: i'll be back in other universes yeah there we go
0: see that's how you gotta look it's at a, stuff like yeah. there's different there's the multiverse yeah. man like Oh, a yeah. she oh, didn't we can die. get
2: into time theory but we just don't have time for it oh <laughs> no pun intended right I yeah mean, exactly yeah <laughs> I can't, I can't <laughs> next time, time. We, we do this we can get lost in the sauce on on time theory because yeah. i love that stuff now um before we start wrapping this thing
1: up i do want to make some recommendations to you since you are now one of the horror queens have you seen the movie hereditary Ooh. Of course! Oh, oh you my god! Been under
2: a rock. Of course, I've seen it.
1: You'd be surprised how so, so many people rude. have it. I've seen though. it
2: yes,
0: <laughs> I hadn't seen it until last year. Yeah,
2: he. I saw it Hereditary, and I saw uh, Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I didn't get to go see the director's cut.
0: Midsummer was really good.
2: It was. Re- I honestly liked Midsummer better than Hereditary. A lot of people Hems- did. Uh, yeah, a lot of people and did. I, who fans I too want to see the director's cut. I'm really curious to see Ari Aster's. Oh, they, mind. <laughs> they said it's even better than
1: like they yeah. said it blew the the original one out the water. The director's, the director's cut. The
0: director's cut made the boyfriend. It, it made you hate him much more in the director's cut. And, yeah, they said it was real and real and bad. I really I really enjoyed that, because I felt like that there was some stuff left out in the original version. But when you watch the director's cut, you like oh, it all makes sense now.
2: Oh man, <laughs> yeah, I gotta get I gotta get my hands on that.
0: Did you ever watch the uh, one movie he did? uh, the strange thing about the Johnsons? No. This dude will not uh, stop talking about this movie, man. You need to watch <laughs> it. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to spoil it for you. He's just watch obsessed it. obsessed with this movie. Just watch it. I'm pretty sure you've seen memes of it before, but just watch it.
2: What's it called?
0: The strange thing done. about the Johnsons. It was his first film that he uh, that he directed. Yeah, it was his first film he directed. And it's really messed up. Like when you watch it, like, after the first scene, like, your jaw is going to drop. Like, I, I was in a room full of people, and I was just like, yeah, let's watch this movie. And everybody that watched it, they was just like, what are you showing us right now? Like, it's very thought-provoking, I, I want to say.
2: Okay. Okay, noted. I wrote it down. I'm going to check it out.
0: What other movies you got for it, Trail? No,
2: right.
1: I, w- I was looking up that strange thing about the Johnsons, too. So it's cause funny. You just won't stop
0: talking about it's it. It's funny. <laughs> I mean, it, it's messed up. But once you, but you laugh about it afterwards, but it's, it's a, it's a messed up movie though. I mean, you can say the same thing about Midsummer. Like when I watched it the first time, I was just like, man, like it's a lot of messed up stuff in this movie. But then when I watched the extended cut, I I was laughing about certain stuff in the movie.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, he does that thing that we were talking about where it's that balance of, of humor and discomfort and yeah. how the discomfort and the fear don't really mean anything unless you release the tension every so often. Right.
1: No, this is one of those. You got to be in the dark stuff. So, yes, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know what you're watching. Yeah, bro. I just yeah. read the little uh description th- <laughs> of the movie. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? No, bro. It's like, no, there are certain scenes in the movie where it's just like you laugh about it afterwards. You shouldn't. I think it's because of the memes that people make that make you laugh. So then when you watch it, you're just like, oh, okay. But no,
1: that's what separates, you know, that's what makes movies, movies, right? Is like, there are no quote unquote boundaries that you can do. And I guess there's, it's limitless.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah.
1: You know, and because uh, this stuff still does happen in real life. I'm not going to announce on the podcast what the description of this movie Please is. Don't. But, um, Please don't. Please <laughs> don't. Yeah. Um, this stuff does happen in real life. So I mean and to depict and it in a funny. movie. It's, it, but it's not funny. It's exactly. Not funny.
0: It's not funny. So but, um, but people they find laughter in bad situations and mm-hmm. and it's a really bad <laughs> <Yeah>. situation.
2: <laughs> Awkward.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, I'm excited. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it.
1: Well, that's like the thing. Have you ever seen a Serbian film? Oh my god.
2: No. I read the Wikipedia
1: page and that is all I needed. That, I did the same it's, thing. It's, it's insane. I actually um my well she was my wife at the time but my ex-wife she wouldn't like when i got it because i had to like check it out and be like there's no way this movie is as crazy as but it is yeah and um i had it on a flash drive and um she wouldn't because she wouldn't let me keep it on the computer she was that, like that movie is, is not gonna be on our computer it, and i was like no i got gotcha. you <laughs>
0: it's just up, it's, I keep it on flash drive it's just like two girls one cup
1: no it's oh, not oh god it, it, <laughs> and like, on that note <laughs> no that's <laughs> and one on that that's note. one of those
0: things where it's like it's like do i really want to watch this because everybody talks about it and then you finally look at it i don't <laughs> oh, i don't do you know I, look at I don't know anybody that no sat through the whole it. thing yeah. <laughs> what she say
2: no one needs to see that i when someone told me what it was i said okay great i'm never gonna look that up no, no, bank
0: had to. Yeah, I had, because nobody had nobody, <laughs> nobody, ever told me what it was. They just said, now, it's, okay, yeah, they just said it's two oh, girls, so one sorry. cup. And they said it's nasty. They set you up. And, and they, yeah, said they said it's set nasty. me up. Yeah, I'm so nasty. sorry.
2: <laughs> My condolences. Oh. So, so man. one
0: movie that I wanted to uh, ask you about that I had looked up uh, killer babes and the frightening film fiasco.
1: Yeah. Like let's talk I about actually, that
0: because sure. Like I said, like I was trying to do as much research as I could on you and I, and I wanted to watch this movie as well. So like, just let's just talk about that. So what's it about?
2: I am not sure how much I'm allowed to say of what it's about. I was, I was actually just on the phone with the director earlier today because we we're going to be filming part of it in November and then filming the rest of it, um, early next year. Uh, Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, other than what's on IMDb, I don't, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but I'm, but I'm, uh, in, in a chunk of it. So, um, I'm sure we'll be back next year talking about it. (laughs) Okay. Well, I I love the title.
0: Yeah. It's a good title.
2: Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to say, right?
0: Yeah. And it looks like the cover looks like retro 80s, 90s. I can
2: say that there is a kind of another sort of nostalgic element to that. Um, and I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a couple projects that I wish I could tell you more about. Like there's a, there's a feature that I'm co-writing, uh, right now that I'm going to be starring in, um, that, uh, I'm excited for you guys to see, but I can't tell you anything about yet, but, But really what you're saying is, uh, you've been busy. Yeah. I do my best to stay busy. I I don't like to, I don't like to wait around.
0: That's a good thing because. When you wait around, nothing gets done.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't don't want to be alone with my thoughts for too long. It's bad news for everybody.
0: Exactly. exactly. And
1: that's how you get movies like strange thing about the Johnsons. Yeah. And <laughs> the <Serpians> and- <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So and wrapping this up, Jenna, we just want to say thank you for joining us and coming on today's podcast. Like, it was really fun just having you up here and just talking with you and learning more yeah. about you.
2: Thank you so much for having me. This was super fun.
0: I love this. So before we let you go, please let everybody in social media land know where they can find you at.
2: Social media land. I am on Instagram at squid enthusiast. That is as in someone who is enthusiastic about squids, the cephalopod creature. So squid enthusiast is me on Instagram.
0: Nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I already knew it, but I didn't, I didn't know it was actually tied in uh, you actually having a,
2: love for squid i do i like them they're very they're really dumb and weird and i find them fascinating
0: do you like squidward
2: yes i i feel like i empathize with squidward i feel like the older i get the more yes. i understand more
1: where he was from oh definitely okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know the the scene where like he's looking out the window and spongebob <laughs> and patrick are playing yeah. or jellyfishing or whatever I, that's me on a daily basis i'm looking out the window what are these kids
0: out here doing today it's Amazing. like it's like you can make a meme there are kids outside me in my 20s yeah let <laughs> be quit with me in my 30s Yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah well i mean i'm not in my 30s yet but i imagine that i'm gonna feel just like that <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, okay, Jenna, it was cool having you again. and yeah, we I,
2: really appreciate you coming on, and...
0: What's that?
1: You rescheduled to be on here again, so we, really, we really appreciate And we really appreciate
0: that.
2: Yes? Wait, what? Wait, oh, you mean like we're going to uh, come back and do this again? Oh,
1: no, I was saying we had an original date to do this with you, and we oh, had yes, to reschedule right. with you, and you were kind enough to reschedule for us. So. Oh, yeah, no,
2: of course, man. Yeah, we yeah totally no, we appreciate I hope that. everything turned out okay. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah. All right, well, we'll catch you next time and we hope to have you up here again.
2: Absolutely. Lovely to meet you both. Have a good night. Yes, right, you, you do the too. same. Thank you. Peace. Thanks. Bye.
0: Man, how cool was it how Jenna was, man?
1: Yo, really down to earth, really cool um, person. Um, you know, all the things that um, she got to talk to us about.
0: It was awesome. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, you know, just hearing stories about her brother Vance and, you know, stories about like you know how she got into acting and how she got into doing stunts and, and everything. We're, in sim-
1: we're similar ages yeah so, bro, like, like, there's that's a really lot of relating cool, to how w- the era that she grew up in and how we grew up yeah, too exactly. and stuff like that exactly
0: so. yeah she was a really nice person bro and i'm glad that we was able to have her come on as a guest i can't wait to see hashtag slut once it finally airs and mm-hmm. i can't wait to see killer babes in the frightening film fiasco that's a mouthful that's, i know but i love
1: <laughs> titles like that
0: it's it's a lot to say yeah it's it's like killer vampire werewolves zombies from the hood yeah even though both of y'all never heard of
1: yeah <laughs> <it>. <laughs> or i could repeat it but y'all know you who c-
0: you know who c thomas Howell is, right? yeah of course oh, but you don't know who. i
1: just never heard of this movie
0: it's 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 a good one right. you should check it out but yeah man i mean like i said i can't wait to see those movies and then the one movie that uh, she had said that she had did what was it called um
1: i don't know bro what was it called We talked about so much, man. She's been she's been in so much. Um and it's just, I don't know, man. It's really cool, man. Uh you know, we've had a lot of cool guests come on the show and stuff like that.
0: I'm sorry, it wasn't a movie that she was in. It was a movie that she directed, uh, Max and the Monster.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, Okay, I'm I
0: definitely wanna check that out too, man. But yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, again, like we found out so much about her and She's a very fantastic person. person. <laughs> she's a very fantastic person to, you know, do a lot of the stuff that she's been able to do, man. And I just wish nothing but success to keep coming her way. Oh, most definitely. Because I mean, like, she's winning awards after awards after awards. And like that's how you gotta do it, bro. Yeah,
1: she's big on the uh, you know, like the indie film scene. Yeah, or whatever, exactly. You exactly.
0: know, so uh, yeah, man. So in that We're going to wrap this thing on up, up. boy. Another episode of Tales from the Podcast. Tales from the Podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is episode number two, and we still got some more coming your way. That's right. So before we wrap this up, Trav, tell everybody in social media land where they can find you at.
1: And you know you can find me on Instagram at ZK Audio. Give me a follow. Check out the stories. Check out the posts. You know what it is.
0: And you know you can find me, your hero, Benjamin Banks at King Benji underscore Banks on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me on Facebook. Just type in Benjamin Banks and I should be the first person that comes up. And is there anything else? Oh, yeah. Our social media accounts were leveling up with Benjamin Banks.
1: At leveling up Banks.
0: That's right. On Instagram, Twitter, that Patreon. and Facebook. And give us money on Patreon because we need money. Look, so we hope everybody that's listening, it's like y'all say it, hey. I want to help these guys out, and it's only a dollar. You it's know, only what I'm saying? a dollar. A dollar. I mean, you can get, you can go to Taco Bell and buy something for a dollar. If you can give Taco Bell a dollar every time you go, you can give us a dollar a month, and that's all we ask. A dollar
1: for. a month for four podcasts. Yeah, exactly. when you think about exactly. it,
0: exactly. And if you're feeling generous, you can give us twenty dollars, and like, we'll nah, pick there's nothing for twenty dollars. We'll, we'll, for twenty dollars, five dollars. We'll, for twenty dollars, we'll, we'll punch, right we'll punch each other in the nuts <laughs> for twenty dollars. <laughs> You know what I'm saying,
1: man. Your hands are way bigger than mine. That's bro. what she
0: said. And for a special price, if you give us fifty dollars a month, we'll beat up R. Kelly for you. Yeah, because he's okay. still in the, he's still trapped in the closet. He right ain't now. in my
1: closet no more. Well, where he at? I don't know where he at, but he in jail right now. Where he should be. He behind bars. So did
0: they come? So did the cops come to your house and they was just nah. like, hey, we heard. that Nah, R. he got
1: caught, bro. He behind the bars.
0: Who, who ratted him out, Zoe? nobody here so we called the cops it's just nobody like here. I, I was in my dad's room and there was a guy i heard singing coming from the closet and it was r kelly and he was like let me help zoe 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 mm, and then that's zoe called the cops so yeah it's- hey but r kelly i mean it's horror man yeah <laughs> that could be that would be a horror movie bro. <laughs> trapped in the closet the r kelly story oh my god well yeah all right until next time Dabbling up with Benjamin Banks listeners We'll see you again, let's go Trav Peace